I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, dude. Mm. Because because you can just pull something out of your ass and it looks awesome, including my fist. Yeah. Jonah happened. I mean, it was a great time. It was. I wanted to move in at one point. Yeah, you I, did, and I did not have the money. No, and, and it's kind of. And you know, you know, the funny story about that is neither did Jonah. I guess what we're planning on doing once yeah, a month? We're gonna get hammered on yeah. a Sunday. Considering the last time we recorded that was New Year's Eve. Was it? <laughs> They put the kibosh on that. Yeah. I don't want to say that they have the pull, but... They have the pull. They have the fucking pull. I hurricane. The hurricane. It's always a good thing to talk about. Torrential downpours and storms hurling themselves towards fucking Hawaii. That doesn't make for good radio. Barback Bill is there right now, who is a constant... Um, pain in your ass? Yeah, pain in the ass, because he says we we, uh, we don't give his opinions that he gives me the right way. But that's beside the point. He's getting pummeled by a hurricane right you now. You don't give him... A, he's a fucking barback. <laughs> well, he's not a barback anymore, but I still call him barback Bill. But he has no input. <laughs> Hey everybody! He's the scrotum on the totem. Welcome to you're gonna get a disease with Nick. No one else except for the man that named the show, Brandon Oprazetic. Say hi, buddy. What up? We're recording very impromptu right now, so I don't know how long this is gonna last. It's kind of a Dosh drunks without Jonah. You're gonna get a disease without Jonah and Luke, and it's it's about damn time that you. Got to just chill on a show by yourself because you've been talking about recording for a long time. We always talk and say, you know, we should get together, blah blah blah. But it's really hard, first of all, to do Dosh Drunks because you have the whole purpose of the show is to drink while you do a podcast, which our Sunday afternoons and drinking. Our wives are big fans of that thing. uh, Like, hey, ladies. Guess what we're planning on doing once yeah, a month? We're going to get hammered on yeah. a Sunday. Considering the last time we recorded that was New Year's Eve. Was it? Really? <laughs> they put the kibosh on that. Yeah. I don't want to say that they have the pull, but... They have the pull. They have the fucking pull. So, um, needless to say, dude, I talk a lot. Uh, I can jibber-jabber all night. But, he can. You know, we, we did the first Dash Strong's episode, and we, we learned the origins of you and Jonah living together and all that, but I guess I don't think I've ever sat down, as long as I've known you, and talked to you and got your, like, views on life and shit like that. And I know this might not be the most action-packed podcast for people to listen to, but at the same time, I think everybody's got a friend out there that they've always hung out with. Uh, brother-in-law or something like that and they never just shot the shit and got to just listen to somebody talk because everyone's got their own opinion they want to say something and we're always around other yeah, people it's it, always I mean, we always very, we always gotta deal with everybody else you're very opinionated and I think the people at home you know don't get to hear you too often on the podcast the, that's probably the podcast, a good thing the podcast you're on Happen to be the most listened to podcast, believe it or That's not. That's probably a fluke. A fluke or Luke, I don't care. It's fluke either. or Luke. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Either like way, lot. people people seem to enjoy the content that you're on. The very minimum amount of times you've been on, people like when you talk. It's it's funny. Uh, and that, that's something I always try to stress. Everything we say you know, has a little tinge of humor to it. But let's, let's get to know you, man. Um, starting right. off, uh, right. born and raised where? Well, I was born in Chicago. Okay, you're a Chicago boy? Out of Mercy Hospital. Okay. Grew up in Alsip. The, the AL, Alsip. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> We've been drinking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, moved to Evergreen Park. How old were you when you guys moved to Evergreen Park? I was in between fourth and fifth grades. So, so, like, 12, uh, 13. 12-year-old. Yeah, around there. All right, so you're part of the Oprazetic family, yes. which we've mentioned on the show many times. 
How many brothers and sisters do you have? Too many to fucking count. <laughs> it's like a football team. So there, there is eight Let's of think. you. There's eight of us. And you're I the think, oldest of the clan. Yes, I am the oldest. There's what? Five brothers, three sisters. Yeah, and so... Just taking the Polish Catholic family. Very, very Polish Catholic family. And it's very rare to have a group of eight children with one set of parents. That's uh, not, that, not uh, in the Polish Catholic. Pol- Polish no. and Irish. Yeah, it, it, Polish and then, Irish. It's not rare. There's a lot of divorces. Nowadays it's rare. Yeah. Nowadays it's rare. Back then, not as rare. I mean, eight kids, that's a big... That's a big fiasco. You grew up mainly in Evergreen Park. Yes. Uh, a family of ten, essentially. Yes. How the fuck did you manage a family of ten in one house in Evergreen Park? I, I mean, left as fast as I fucking could, <laughs> man. I was gone. Yeah, so I was gone. Seventeen, I never turned back. So you moved out at seventeen? Yeah. And that was the last time that you, was it. you were, had the parental supervision? That was it. Uh, what high school did you go to? Rice, Brother Rice. You went to Brother Rice. Now, was it um, because you had so many brothers and sisters you wanted to bail? Or was it because you had this vision of what you wanted to do and you'd want to get out? No, there was no vision back right. then. <laughs> just, it was just too much to deal with at the time, you know? There was too much responsibility. I didn't want to fucking deal with it anymore. That's a lot... It's I a mean, lot. your parents, <laughs> my mom, when she was around, God bless her soul, uh, she called your mom Saint Thea. I don't I know don't if you know knew that. that well, it, was, but... it was cute because she always said, "Well, a mom and dad raising eight kids." I mean, she was literally pregnant for over six years of her life. When you think over about six it. years, yeah, well, because nine months times more than eight. That. Uh, I don't know. Is my math bad? <laughs> it's pretty. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. I it's, only know my mom being pregnant back then. It, it's kind it was of like crazy. always pregnant, always pregnant. Because I'm and from like, a family of four, and we think that's a lot. But you multiply it by two, and it's just like, how the hell do you justify taking an extra French fry? Because you'll get a punch. Yeah, I remember. I remember when they told us when they were pregnant with Zach, and I was like, seriously again? So there was no joy when new kids no, were in the house. It was not like, at that uh, point. <laughs> at that point, I was like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, come on. I'm happy to be part of such a big family because I was the baby of my family. And I come into your family you know, after I married your, your sister, Allison, and I have... Exponentially you know, grown. I have seven more siblings. Yes. How cool is that, you know? Because I was the baby, and I went from the baby to being, I guess, would be the oldest member of your family. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're a couple months, a couple older, months than older than me. Than you. So yeah. it, it's, it's great to have little siblings because I never knew that that aspect of, of everything. Everyone was always picking on me. But you didn't get that full aspect no, of the younger no, siblings. No, no, no. I got to go home. Yeah. You got to go home. <laughs> that is the key word. He got to go home. It's like being a grandparent. You can just leave your kids like, hey, and you get to take them back whenever they're that's uh, like, that's all like full when, of sugar and shit like that. When we, had, when we had our first child, like, Sarah was all, like, nervous and freaking out well, I, was, I was gonna get to that stuff so. like that and me i was like what i've changed more diapers than most parents <laughs> so you went to brother rice you're 17 years old when did you meet the love of your life sarah greco greco Gre- am i saying her name fucking yeah. wrong greco i would say greco it's yeah, i've greco. known sarah for a while but you've known her since high school yeah well it was actually like a what a week or two before I graduated. Before you graduated, high school. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You guys didn't know each other through your whole senior year. No, I thought it was like the whole time. No. Whoa. Okay. Our first date was my senior prom. Okay, maybe I do know this. Okay, so your first date, who hooked you up? Uh, it was actually my buddy Kevin was dating one of her friends, Vicky. Okay. And we met. Mutually at Annoyance Theater. So you guys didn't know each other. No. You were kind of put on this on-the-spot meeting. Well, not really put on the spot meeting. It was... We had tickets to go to Annoyance that night. All right. Me and Kevin. And he's like, oh, I'm going to take my girlfriend Vicky. He was dating Vicky at the time. 
And he took Vicky, and then he's like, you know, she's got a friend that wants to go. Sarah, can she tag along? I was like, sure. yeah, whatever. I was dating another girl at the time. Oh, 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 Mrs. X. Yeah. <laughs> she's not too happy. She, She's not a happy camper because <laughs> I ditched her for prom for Sarah. No way. Yeah. Okay, so did she know you were ditching her, or did you tell her? I told her. Okay, you told her. Like, yeah, you didn't like just not show a up? A week or two before, I told her, so <laughs> technically ditching. Hey, hey, dude, she had ample time. Yeah, as far but as she's married now, and she has kids, so she's good. She's fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. She she probably would punch me if she saw me, but... Screw her. Whatever. I was, I'm just trying to keep it clean, because there's kids roaming around. Yeah, whatever. Fuck her. All right, um, so you met her... Or you, your first date was senior prom. My senior prom. Well, senior. technically, Annoyance Theater was the first time we were together. All right. And then I asked her out if she'd go to prom with me. So was it like a done deal? Like, hey, you want to go to prom? And she was like, yes. Or would yeah. you she like, eh, no. what about this guy? Well, like, yeah. she was like, oh, let me talk to my dad. <laughs> Stuff like that. So... Okay, so you, you, you take her to prom. Well, I use Neil's truck. Neil Neil is a, a friend of ours. Um, he Neil Kostelik. Yeah, uh, that beautiful Dodge Ram. He did so have a Dodge Ram. I, I think I saw that once. If I could use his truck. You uh, used the pickup up, truck? Picked her up in the Ram. Her, her dad, dad, her dad was that. a little more happy about that. He's got a pickup truck. He's my kind of man yeah, right there. You know her dad. He's, yes, he's, he's a little gritty. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the gritty side. He's got horses. His handlebar mustache. Yeah, handlebar Any man mustache. with a man handlebar mustache, you got to, like, wow. He has to sure. maintain that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has to put some work in just for the mustache every day. Every so, day. Every day. Um, little Clubman mustache blacks. Did you know at the time that this was going to be your wife? No. I know a lot of people. Who, who would know that? I no. Mean, okay. So uh, when you're I, 17, 18 years old, how can you know that? I didn't know, obviously, when I first met Allison, that this was going to be the one that I'd be, be with forever. But I think after we started dating, like three months in. But then you start thinking. Yeah. I was like, what? she is cool. You know, like you yeah. always got to put that in the back of your head. Like, she's cool. Like, yeah. I, but you, your first thought isn't, oh, we're getting yeah. married. Yeah. I'm fucking 17. Yeah. I'm fucking. Because there's a lot of guys that go on dates for like a few weeks, and they're like, "Well, I'm just going through the motions yeah. because like we, we like going." Yeah, Peter. that's a great example. I hate to put Pete on the spot, but the girls that he's dated have always been like, "Okay, we think each other are attractive. Let's go out, yeah, and we'll do whatever." And then like three months later, like, "Yeah, there's nothing yeah, it's here." Different nowadays, but it's like, yeah, it's Tinder eyes. It's swipe right or swipe left nowadays. <laughs> So you, we didn't have that back then. We had prom. pagers, dude. Come on. We had maybe, pagers. Maybe, maybe. I-43 or 143? Yeah. yeah. I love you. 143, right? Rich would know that shit. Yeah, Rich probably knows that. <laughs> he did deal a lot of drugs. He did deal. He did deal a lot of drugs. Probably still does. Love you, buddy. Anyway. Um, Rich, nothing but love. You went to Lewis University. Very shortly. What was your your major while you were there? Oh, I started as pre-med, if you could believe that. Did you want to be a doctor? I did. What 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 stopped that? Is it just because it was so difficult, or was it more um, like I don't have the time or the energy to do this? No, it was the advisor stopped that. See, yeah, I had no idea. I knew you were had something to do with the medical. Yeah. So your advisor was the one that threw the monkey wrench in that, or was he just an yeah. asshole? Well, uh, she. Oh, a nun. I don't know if I could say this. You could say whatever you want. No, I can't say. Podcast. She was bad. Let's just put it that way. She did not help me out any bit. She was a bitch. Hey, come on. I, I grew up Catholic. That. I can't say that. It's amazing what you she can didn't say help me I can out. say. Like, that fucking bitch. She didn't help me out. Dude, you know, the man she the loaded up. Are... She loaded up my schedule. Like, beyond. Like she set me up to fail, basically. Really? Yeah. Did you feel that she set you up to fail? Not at purpose, first. I didn't know. Or was it more she's like, like she was trying to push you? Well, she was like, you have to take this if this is what you want to do. And mm. I said, okay, let's do it. So I had bio, bio lab, chemistry, chemistry lab, calculus, calculus lab, macroeconomics, I religion had class. Idea. You had all these classes? I had like 24 credit hours my freshman year. 
why would you do that to yourself? I didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't know. That is, that's basically a job. That's, I you set had, myself up to fail. Yeah, that is, that is a, a tremendous amount to put on the plate all at one time. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. All right, I had no idea that you did that. Yeah, I and set myself up to fail. So I met you the second semester of Lewis University. And I was already downhill from that. And you, we pledged Sigma Delta together. We've mentioned this a couple times. And um, uh, when did you leave Lewis? Was it the semester after that, like after you pledged? Well, I'm not, I'm not happy to say this. I didn't leave on good terms. You can say what you want. They... Did they boot you? Yeah. Because of... Grades. Grades. Grades booting. But you had 24 credit hours. There was no leniency on the, no. the part of the university to say, okay, maybe we should restructure what you're doing and make nope. you take classes again. Nope. Really? That blows my mind because when you think about a university, you kind of think that they want you to succeed you because, think. first of all, they want your money. And a failing student is not paying for more classes. A failing student and I didn't exactly can be encouraged fail. to take more classes. I tried. Yeah. It was just too much. Not to not to cite Pete again, but I mean the guy he was trying to be a, a phlebotomist. Yeah. And goddamn, the dude put in his work three separate times he tried to take those courses. And in, anybody that puts the initiative forward and you know it doesn't work out, I always give like a hop just a huge salute, like, dude, it costs time and money. money. Yeah. And a lot to, of money to too. put yourself through that to fail and then say, you know what, I'm going to try again is the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. It's like, I don't even want to do it because so many people kept kicking me in the fucking shins, like you did, Jimmy, or ribs. No, I kicked them in the ribs. <laughs> Square in the ribs, Jimmy, if you're listening. Oh, he's You listening. deserved it. <laughs> Hi, Kaylee. You anyway. got Hi, Kaylee. <laughs> did you get your ID yet? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry, Jimmy. All right, so you left Lewis. Yeah, what not was, on good terms. What, what was the next step for you, man? Like, uh, I had no fucking clue, dude. So what, I just took work. So you're just doing randomized jobs because you were working for a tile company for the while. Well, when I was at school, mm-hmm. I was working at Circuit City. Again, I didn't know this. I had a 30... I was part-time, but I was like borderline part-time, full-time. I so was you were like working 30 hours there? 30-something hours there, plus, plus 24 school. credit hours? Yeah. How did you have any time to pledge doing any of that? I have no clue, dude. I had no idea you Back did then, all this. I have no idea. All right. For a lot of you people out there, that if you've never gone to college, you have to understand, a heavy workload is 18 credit hours. All right? Unless you're a nurse... Or a doctor, you know, 18 credit hours is considerably high. The doctors and nurses obviously Well, have, I was going for pre-med. Yeah, you're going so. pre-med. So you're going a higher amount. But the fact that they put you in all those classes, plus you had the job, it's... It, 30 it, hours a week. It really dude. is setting up a student to fail. It is. But I didn't have a choice. I didn't come from money. I had None to pay my did. own way. None of us did. Hey, cheers to that. Pay my own way. I mean, thanks, scholarships. Woo! Yeah, I didn't have any of those because I fucked up in high school. I, Allison graduated in 2004, and we still owe three grand on her tuition. That's I mean, insane. It is 2016. It is 12 years later. My The only thing I could say about leaving college is the fact that I paid off my tuition when I left. Yeah. Like, I didn't have a dollar to my name. But I had no debt as far as school was that's, concerned. That's a plus, And dude. it was huge. That's a huge plus. And, you know, I always wonder, like, was it really worth it to go to Lewis University? Obviously, I met you and her and everybody else. But, man, college, like... It's a burden. We have daughters. It's a burden. And, you know, when it comes to being their time, is college really... Is it worth it? The the gold star on top of everything, and it, and and it makes me wonder sometimes. Because oh yeah, I would have been exact. I don't want to say exactly, but pretty damn close to where I am now if I did not have school. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be nearly as proficient in Photoshop. And, and that's funny that you mentioned that yeah. though, because ninety percent of the people I know that graduated college don't do anything related to their, their major with their field that they studied in. So that's something for you college kids. 
Make sure you're sure about what you're studying. I guess it comes down to the fact that if uh, you're into the arts, like theater or uh, illustration or something like that, college probably is going to be more beneficial to you. Uh, well, excuse me, I'm, I'm reversed that. College is not going to be as beneficial but, to you as somebody that's doing like business administration. At 17, 18, management. who the fuck knows what yeah. you want to do for your rest of your and, life? And like, seriously, nobody I didn't that. know. Nobody knows. I didn't know what I wanted to do until, like, recently, and I'm going to be 37 this month. Well, let's, You let's, just turned 37. Just, if, you, if you could do it differently now, would you change up what you studied in school? I, ooh, that's a tough question because I am using what I learned in school. Very minimally, though. The illustration and but, side of it. But not, 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 so not much. your business. I, it has nothing to do with your business. That's your side jobs. The marketing and illustration are very valuable to me, but you know, th- we went to a Catholic university. I'm yeah. not using the Gospel of Luke, no, uh, uh, you know, pre qualifier that I needed in any of. <laughs> right, but if, if you could do it differently, yes. and you were going to school right now. Would you study something uh, differently? I would stick with a lot more of the art and avoid everything else. I mean, I I feel college sometimes is forcing so much extra stuff on the student because they're there to get a major. And obviously you need, uh, what's the pre, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The, sure. the the classes that you need to take prerequisite 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 classes that you need to take no matter what like so basic shit and I cult think and yeah but I don't even, class, I don't way. think prerequisites are so much necessary in colleges anymore because that's what you should be learning in high school yeah you should be learning about civics in high school you should be learning about calculus in high school. Once you get to college, it's a it's more like it should be focused on the trade. Calculus in high school, dude. Yeah. Fuck that. I took calculus in high school. You did? AP calculus. Wow. Rodney knows what I'm talking about. Wow, dude. Yeah, You're I think smarty so. pants. Well, no, I cheated. I, cheated. I took pre-cal I che- in high re- school. There was a kid named calculus. Sean Burke in our class, and I think he gave me like half the answers for that. And I think Jonah took calc in high school, too. Was it calculus? God damn, I don't know. Rodney, tell me if I'm right. I think yeah. it, it's probably pre-calc. It's got to be something like it that. It might be calc, though. It was AP something. You I was might in be class. in calc. I was drawing cartoons mostly. You were, you were smarty time. math pants. I was a smart high school student, that's for sure. But, you know, that's the way I got uh, I got See, away with a lot of I shit. wasn't a smarty high school student. How were you grading in high school? Eh. Just meh? I didn't try. Well, see, but you're a smart guy. But when we move, everybody that talks to me knows that you're a smart guy. But when we move, well, there's a difference between book smart and street smart. You have book smarts too. No. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think you're selling yourself a little short. Street smarts don't get you in school. Book smarts don't get you on the street. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's let's like. Let's... I could tell you the size of this bolt, but that's not going to help you in a classroom. Let's go back to the work, okay? So you, you, you left Lewis University, not on great terms. You started taking, uh, you were working at Circuit City. Yeah, I quit that job. And I went to the tile warehouse. Tile warehouse, you ended up, uh, after Lewis, living at a house on Hickory. Yeah, the rat. Jonah. We told the that rat story flat. the rat, where you put the pot over the rat. Yeah, the rat flat. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was an awesome place. I gotta tell you, there's so many memories. There's a lot of parties there. There's so many memories that come from. You guys were the first. I know there was a rental, but you guys were the first two people to have a home. Nah, not technically post gay. It was apartment. Yeah, that was that was an apartment because there was somebody that lived on the back side of us. That was a two flat. Was there was there a wall that? Yeah. Oh, really? There was somebody on the back side. Oh, I thought it was separated. There was, there, was somebody. there was somebody there? Oh, yeah. man, I feel bad now. No, fuck him. He was a kid our age, too. He didn't give a fuck. Do we ever invite him over? I think me and Jonah tried to, and he didn't want anything to do with it. But he was young like us. Really? Yeah. And that's that's where a lot of uh, the history between you, me, and Jonah happened. I mean, it was a great time. It was. I wanted to move in at one point. Yeah, you I, did. And I did not have the money. No. And, and it's kind of crazy. And you know, you know, the funny story about that is neither did Jonah. Almost made me spit my beer. 
Okay, he so did not have the money at the time either. All right, your your co-host Jonah, my co-host Jonah, <laughs> more Jonah story of the week. Um, we uh, didn't talk for a long time because of that. Because there's all, nothing but love now. But let's dredge up old terrible shit <laughs> because that's what people love to hear. So you and Jonah lived in the same place on Hickory, and Jonah couldn't make the rent. Right? Yeah, no, he went defunct. He now. I wish Jonah was here because he would talk about it. Yeah, he would talk about it because he was very honest about it. How how fucked up the situation was, but he couldn't pay the rent, and there was a rift that happened then. And a couple what, of years. What happened? Did he leave? Because he had to leave. He left. And were you there by yourself? For I a was while? there by myself for a while. How long were you in Hickory? By Three yourself? months. Oh, that must have been hell. It was hard, dude. I had oh. to pay because we had a lease. Well, Hickory is not exactly the greatest no. place in the world. It's in no. Joliet. And we had a lease, and I had to finish it out. Otherwise, pay for nothing. So Jonah went defunct. Uh, you were stranded again. But he went he went defunct prior to that three months, too. Then you ended up living with Neil and John? I No, John. I lived with John. Okay, so this John is where I come into in. the story. John took me in as a roommate. Another guy that nobody knows, a guy named John. Who lived next door to Neil. Neil was married. With kids. No, no kids yet. No kids yet? All no right. kids yet. Neil, maybe pregnant. And you're still busting your ass at your job. Which yeah. job was at this point? I was at the tile warehouse. The tile warehouse. You're just trying to make ends meet. You go from Hickory. I actually got- was. I actually was making... Decent money at the tile warehouse. You never considered going home. No, never once. Never. Like I'm gonna never. talk to mom and dad and gonna move back in. Fuck that. You really like pulled the bootstraps up and you're like, screw it. I'm gonna make something work no matter what. Hell yeah, dude. All right. So talk to John. Talk to John. He let me. He let me stay up there in his room. He was. He just bought the place. Yeah, another he, bedroom. Can we talk about John for a second? Yeah. All right. So John was doing some terrible shit. That's what I want to get into. Okay. So John, I mean, oh, I can edit the name. I'll, I'll call him. No, we can Carol. call him John. <laughs> you didn't Carol mention his last doing name. Some terrible shit. You didn't mention his last name. So, so. all right, th- this is where the story gets kind of fucked up because, obviously, you're a really good friend. Yeah. I'm already dating Allison at the time. So, but I didn't know him prior to moving in. Really? I did not. I thought John was your buddy from way back. No. I had no, no idea. No, okay, so I thought you, Neil, and John all knew each other. No. Okay. I've, I've, I met him a couple times. I didn't really know him very well. So the story gets hairy right here. All right? I so, didn't know him Like, all the well. shit that, that happened with you, like, this kind of is, is creepy because this dude... We, we went over to a party at Neil's house, I think it was. Neil was throwing a party. And it's a townhome, so John's duplex. house is connected. Duplex, right? So they're side by side. Now, John was, for lack of a better word, John was a cokehead. Right? Yeah. Right? And so, did you know he was using the entire time you were there? Or was it just like, Not the oh, entire time. Yeah, it was kind of like I figured it out over the course of, you know. Because I lived there for about a year. Mm-hmm. So at first I didn't know. But, that, you yeah. know, a couple clues. And there you were... You know, you find some things going on and... It, it, well, I won't get into the details of this, but there was a particular party we were at where he got out of control. Yeah. And that's when I found out that... Uh, he Neil was, kicked down the door. Yeah, the Neil broke down his door for the party because uh, uh, he got sealed in a room with a girl who didn't want to be in the room with him. And obviously no, he's, he's on drugs. No, that's not the story. No, oh, really? That's not the story. Really? That's not the story. I always thought, okay, I'll tell you my version of the story. I always thought that John took a girl, and we'll leave her name out of it, into a room, locked the door to do drugs with her, and we knocked on the door to get her out of there, and Neil took a boot to the door because he was like, John, he wouldn't open the door, and, and Neil wanted to get her out. Is that incorrect? 
partially correct. Okay, so what did I miss? So it wasn't just one dude. There was three guys in there. <sighs> all doing her. all doing the same stuff. With Coke. And John yeah, comes been, out. That could have been the world's weirdest train. Yeah, and yeah. John comes out and he kneels standing next to me and he comes to me. He's like, Brennan, you could totally go in there and fuck her. She had no clue what's going on. Because she was lit. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, she's got no fucking clue. And he was like, what the fuck? And John runs into the, you know, runs into the room, closes the door. I didn't know this part. And uh, Neil's like, what the fuck? And he gets... So Neil, Neil, Neil's Neil, a big dude. He's very chivalrous, too. He's and got sisters, and he... he, he and nobody... nobody no. with I live there. Nobody with a conscience would settle for that. No, I live there. I had to kind of... Watch my boundaries. Well, uh, you, you, you. Were, I mean, you were beating on the door. You were smashing. I the couldn't door. kick down the door. But of, Neil is a lot bigger than both yeah. of us. I mean, I mean, I could have kicked down the door, but he could do it. <laughs> he didn't yeah, live there. Yeah. So, I mean, you were banging on the door. I was sitting there, and I was confused as to what was going on. And then I see Neil boot the door. Yep. Pull everybody out of the room. I, yep. I guess, you know, everyone's like, we're not doing anything, yeah. man. You know? She's laying there passed he out. He sounds like Cheech, or excuse me, Chong. You yeah, know? she's it, laying there passed out. Passed out because it's it's a creepy situation. It so really is. In in hindsight, justice is served. Nobody got hurt. Well, Neil but, had to pay for the door. Which is beyond that. But, you know, when I think about the story, I'm like, okay, nobody got hurt, but still terrifying to me. Because how common that probably is. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, and I'm sitting next to Allison, and I was like, you think Brennan would move into the house? Yeah, that is. And you I, know, it, not it, far it, after that, that's when you asked me. That's, well, dude, it, that is, the, I didn't, reason, that is know, the reason I asked you. I did not know that. I said to Allison, I was like, I don't want Brennan to live there. And I, was like, I that's did not terrifying. know that. I said, you should never be in a place with that amount of chaos. Influence. And drugs and shit like that. There's there's nothing wrong with drugs to a certain degree. People that smoke pot, if you handle your high and you just go and have a pizza and enjoy life. Coke's a thing. whole different Coke story. Coke is on another level yeah, where nobody level. nobody knows what the fuck's going on. So I'm like, you think Brandon would move in? And she goes, well, you got to ask. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I had no clue. That's what drove you to ask me to move in. That is the story... 100% why I was like, you know, well, obviously, I think I would have going to ask you anyway, but that was like, we got to get Brent that was out kicker. of the house, dude. Yeah. Was like, there's no way that you should have been around that environment. So, so you move in with me. Yeah. We have a great, great uh, couple of years with uh, you, me, and Jonah, and uh, we have a cast of the other two. Hundreds of Barfy was here. David Bowling was here. The old three, yeah. Uh, Bowling. Uh, and uh, little Keith was here. Oh, fuck uh, <laughs> Luke has a lot of say about if him. If you're listening <laughs> to it, LK, why don't you come over here? Check your area. Um, <laughs> why don't you come over here right now? You owe Brennan a golf club. Anyway. You owe me a driver. We had a lot of people live here. I will not take it out of your ass. ass. I will take it out of your face. And we we called Sarah and Allison the um, the people that lived here that didn't officially live here, and we had Mount Lushmore for a little while, which is all the people that have actually lived in this house, which is pretty awesome. So you go on, and then you tell me, Nick, I'm moving out, and you go to Joliet, and you become the. I mean, I, you're probably gonna poo poo what I'm about to say, but I still think it's a big fucking deal. You become the head landscaper uh, for your parents' company. Fuck that. I, I know you say fuck that, but would you not agree with me that you become a master craftsman in far as landscaping goes? Yeah, but... I know you say but. Okay, but just look at me. I, I can do Photoshop in two seconds, and people are wowed by what I can do. And I'm like, that is 101 right there. That is nothing, it's nothing to be wowed by. But I can do so much people, more than that. And people see that, and they go, wow, that's incredible. You built my patio. Like, how do you learn that craft for not even going to school for it? 
There's no school for that. Well, it's amazing. You put together patios. You put together like whole backyard sets. Like you Nobody have this. Wants to hear that shit, dude? I'm not tugging your dick just for the sake of tugging your dick. <laughs> he actually is right now. <laughs> so you know, I'm saying it feels great. <laughs> you you, I think everybody the out the right. there. Everybody out there has a craft that they specialize in. Now, Jonah's a teacher of students. All right, Luke has become quite the master of writing stories and writing his thoughts down. But what I'm getting at is this is stuff that they didn't necessarily always plan on doing. Now, I know you never planned on working for your parents' company and being a landscaper, but what you do is pretty goddamn impressive. This is a... (laughs) I know you're giggling. Don't you feel that... Like, this goes hand-in-hand hand with the work you do with Photoshop and making apps and stuff like that. I, I don't mean, do that shit. Well, you did. You made themes for yeah. your uh, iPhones and stuff like that because you know how to create a certain atmosphere. Like, not atmosphere, but what am I saying? It. You know how to make certain themes. Like, you can look at something that's like a barren wasteland. And you can say, all right, this looks cool here. This looks cool here. This looks cool here. Something that I can't do. I can't look at a fucking backyard and say, ooh, I'm going to put a flower over there. You can make this beautiful fucking utopia out of nothing. Because people always say to you, what do they say to you when they they ask for landscape? And they go, I don't know, man. What What do do you you think? think? And we said that at the same time, which proves my point, right? What do you think? everybody. Everybody, right? Everybody. Because nobody has that vision. It is very fucking difficult to look at a backyard, a barren wasteland, and say, you know what would be good right here? A pond over there, a couple trees, blah, 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 blah. I guess, I guess it's, it's art, kind man. of like an art, yeah. It is art. And it's you, just a different kind of art than what you do. I put shit on paper. People like my comics or they don't. Yeah. You have to fucking put stuff out where people, yeah, but people like, like embrace, my, they have to go around. They like it or they don't. I get that. It's the same thing. But, I mean, you're getting paid to basically transform somebody's, like, living space. I make art, and people, like, click on it and go, oh, that's nice. And then they go to the next fucking thing. People have to live with your art. You know what I'm saying? So that's, like, a whole other degree of artisan. Yeah. That's my point. And you you see, you're not pooping. You're, like, you're nodding your head. Like, yeah, I am fucking awesome. But that's why they call it artisan. Yeah. Because it is an art form. How did you learn that craft? I didn't. You were self-taught. Yeah. That's incredible to me. Like, seriously. How do you just know how to put bricks down and put it in a certain pattern and just, like, say, all right, this works, this doesn't, blah, 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 blah. Well, bricks and patterns, that's totally different. You're more talking about, like, the landscape aspect of it, like plants and stuff like that. You're, like, giggling and shit. And this is a whole thing that you could do for the rest of your life. I probably doesn't want to be the rest of your life, but you're. I don't. I wouldn't mind doing it the rest of my life. Yeah. Because I like being outside. What know? was What was the first thing you made for somebody? Patio. Dude, you're talking like 15 years. That's That's what we do on the show, man. We, I don't know, man. 15 years up. ago, what we the spread fuck? you open and open yeah. you. <laughs> no lube. No lube. <laughs> You don't know? I don't remember. Did your dad teach you anything when it came to the landscaping aspect? A little bit. Did you just read books and shit like that? No. He taught a little bit. He kind of just did his own thing. Mm -hmm. Because he's got the same gift. Obviously, he can look at a backyard and say, all right, this would look cool like this. So you obviously inherited something from him when it comes to just a vision of of the way things should look. I think that's, that's basically what it is. You can see that that balance that you need. I don't know exactly what it is. It's cool, man. But, like, I could say that about you with your art. Like, you can look at something and say, the shadow's wrong. Yeah, you can definitely do that. That's not supposed to be there. And I struggle with things like that. Like, I have to look at it. Like so, when working, like you brought up Photoshop. Was, was when to, making stuff in, in Photoshop, you're yeah. a self-taught artist. Self, I have no artistic skills I went whatsoever. For four years of Lewis and and uh, Illustrator and Photoshop by Adobe Illustrator. 
And um, it took me a long time to learn that stuff and to get it down. I've never met anyone that was self-taught in Photoshop. And you have already done successful, and I don't know how much you're into it now, successful iPhone themes that yeah, you put online. And you made money off of that. A little bit. You made actual cash. A little bit. Off of your Photoshop. A that is bit. something I have never done. A little bit. <laughs> I'm going to point that out. I have never taken my art and made actual physical money that came into my bank account. You've already leapfrogged me on a certain aspect of art. People have paid for your art. Nobody's paid for my shit yet. Hopefully they will. My book comes out next year. They will pay for it. You're <laughs> buying it. All of you. All five of you that are listening right now. How many themes have you done? I did th- three. And did it just like... Uh, there's a pirating aspect of that. Big, big pirating And that's just something that I'm unfamiliar with. So when you make a theme for an iPhone, you put... Like your blood, sweat, and tears into whatever you're making. Like hundreds of hours. Hundreds of hours to make a theme, which is basically like, uh, for those of you who don't know, a theme is like when you change the buttons. Everything. Like everything. Uh, the way things look. Well, the fonts, right? That all changed what? iOS 7. So changed could, could that. you not make a theme right now? Not in the same respect as you did back then. What? What was it like? Did Apple put the clamps down? Yes. Okay. They changed like file names and they put things in artwork files. Really? Where you couldn't. So you can't even. They do weren't just what you were like PNG anymore. files or image files. You you had to recompile them into artwork files, which is not beneficial. You were doing artwork one night when we went up to Galena together. Yeah. Like that's how dedicated you were to getting a theme done. And I, I think I actually yeah. published it while we were in Galena. You were taking a vacation, just and you had to do your artwork at the same time, which was yeah. like, man, Brennan's really fucking into this. And you're like, kept asking me, like, hey, what does this look like? I'm like, it looks awesome. What do you? There's nothing well, wrong. Well, like, you I have to tweak this shadow. I'm like, you don't have to tweak anything. Put yeah, that shit you have that eye, though. I, do. I don't have that eye. It, well, I have to work at that eye, and you have that eye. That's the difference. You could see that that hey, the shadow's not appropriate for are, this image. Are there any more residuals coming in from what? You no, put no, up? no more. It, it all that was up. three years ago, dude. But I mean, it's still out there. If somebody wanted to get it, it's still out there. Well, but they'd have to be on. You have to be in your way old older phone, right? firmware. Yeah, just throw it out there. What? 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 I'd have to redo it. No, no, I mean, is it, is it available? Can somebody download it now if they wanted to? On the old firmware, yeah. Oh, okay, so it's like. I'd have to re-update it and change all the file names, and because they changed everything, they changed ninety percent of the stuff. How much? How much revenue can you make for something like that? It used to be a lot more lucrative than it is now. It was like ninety-nine cents a download or something like that, or? Uh, well, when I did it, it was two ninety-nine a download. What? But three dollars. Three dollars. Nobody pays three dollars for shit anymore. But. PayPal takes 30% off the top. Sure. Cydia, which is where you get this stuff from, takes 30%. Oh, man. So. So at the end of the day, you're making a buck something change in dollar. You're making it like $1.30. At, at its peak, what were you making per theme? Uh, probably about three grand. And okay. that's nothing. All right. I'm gonna that's get, nothing. I'm like, the guys that came before me, that did this before me, Holy guys shit. made, like, 20000 30000 Per theme. Per theme. Per theme. Per theme. All right. I'm about to do this book, all right, with the comic strips in it. I've looked into getting it all done. I'm already working on the layouts and everything like that. To do a hard copy for the book is going to cost me anywhere between 14 to $17. So I have to sell the book for twenty bucks, and I'm buying a hundred of them. So let's do the math. Twenty-five. Three times one hundred. Twenty-five. I might pull off three hundred to four hundred dollars profit off. Twenty-five. This you sell the book for twenty-four ninety-nine. And if I sell all of them, you sell the book for twenty-four ninety-nine. Oh, three grand. How many hours of work? Hundreds on each thing. Oh Jesus, dude. Which is nothing. I, 
That's like pennies it per makes, hour. It makes me want to try it. Like, but that's like I, pennies per hour. How, it, how does that even like even relate? I mean, I guess if it's successful enough, you can have it last a while. But, but still, it, pennies per hour. How long did it take it to get pirated? You told me that was the like, next day. It was the next day. It was already. Yeah. People are assholes, man. They really are. <laughs> I'm not going to. Pennies uh, per hour, dude. I'm not going to download any more illegal movies. Okay, I will. Because no. I haven't seen Sausage Party yet. You know, for the longest time, I was like that, too. Well, oh yeah, not you, movies. You, you, not you, movies. You not were, movies. You, movies, music, fuck you. When you were you guys it. make enough of fucking money. <laughs> but certain things, I will not pirate. Like, I won't pirate web images, stuff like that, where guys worked on the images. Where somebody, where it was like one guy who physically... Put the work in to do it. Like, say I wanted a JPEG of a Christmas tree. Okay. And you go on, you know, you Google JPEG Christmas tree or whatever. And you find one on whatever. On Divine Art. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's selling it for 99 cents. Or you could find it on Pirate Bay. I'll pay the guy 99 cents. I've, uh, I started doing that with music. Cause for for um, artists that weren't... Big time artist. Yeah, on I could SoundCloud, understand that. Yeah, on SoundCloud. Like, uh, there's there's a guy that I was following, and I was like, you know, I like his tunes. He's got like 500 followers. He, but See, that's legit. The guy put up a, a website, and he's like, pay what you want. And I was like, I paid a that's dollar legit. for each song. Because that's legit. Maybe he didn't make any money off. I'm of sure he stuff, didn't. But I felt it was almost uh, responsible of me. Yeah. To say, you know what? I've stolen enough shit. Yeah. This guy's making some good stuff. I would hope he becomes famous one day, so I'm going to give him my and that's, dollar. That's know? the problem nowadays, though. No, it's tough, man. Like, we, like my brothers, like Teddy, they can give a fuck. They you, don't give a fuck. You have to, you have to, and this is something. It's that, like, I can get it for free. It goes, I'll take it for free. It goes in line with our show. You're going to need a disease and the whole disease network crew and, and um, the comics that I make and everything. You're only as good as the last thing you put out, and the the audience that we have for whether it's comics or the podcast or anything like that. And I love the people that are dedicated and they listen to it. And we have several subscribers. The problem is, if you do not put something up every week, or in the case of the comic, every day, it Gone. is instantly forgotten. Oh yeah, it is forgotten. It's not like. They don't Out care about you mind. anymore because they do care. If you make something new, like oh, that's great, that's 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 there. That's clever. That's clever. Good job. And but the next day, it is on to the next oh, yeah. thing. It's and out of sight, out of mind, man. Like it happens with movies. Like you don't remember Independence Day had a sequel not too long ago. Yeah, nobody remembers that. <laughs> Resurgence. <laughs> it, was, it was it was there, and then it wasn't. It was. It wasn't of, terrible. I'm not saying it was terrible. I'm, all I'm saying it was it was there in a blink of an eye. Yeah. And then it was gone. And like I was like, wow, did that movie bomb? Because apparently it did. Yeah. And it bombed big it, time. But, but you don't even see it. No. Like the new Ghostbusters, so much controversy. It was not that great. The movie is already gone. It's not that great. You can see it. That's why. But it's out of the it's out of the news, it's out of everything. So it's, news is everything is fickle. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess That's the problem nowadays. Everything is fickle. I, I guess like it relationships. Comes down to the end of the day, anytime fucking anything, man. You you you're a good creator, and that's probably what I'm trying to emphasize. You create well, thank stuff you, that people want to see, and I hope if anything that when we're talking and chilling and everything like that, that makes you motivated to make more shit. Dude, you're like, you're my inspiration for creation. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. When I made those themes, I, I was thinking when I'm making this, what would Nick think? Thanks, man. I'm going to burst my bubble. I'm going to get John Garza ego in this. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, dude. Mm. Because, because you can just pull something out of your ass and it looks awesome. Including my fist. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to stroke each other off at the break. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get ready to wrap this sucker up. But, um, you know, it was, it was actually cool to just talk. Yeah. For a little bit. And I, I hope 
that when we record some more, that you get to come around. Yeah. I know it's difficult. Know. Children and family. Fucking kids, and, and man. ruin everything. They fucking God ruin damn it, I love you so much, but you ruin you're gonna listen. Fucking kid. Eighteen years from now, she's yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about us for like that? They're like, fuck you. <laughs> we love you. Always have. Um, I just want to give a, a thank you again to Brendan for being on. Uh, you're gonna get a disease slash dosh drunks, and uh, we're gonna try and get him back as Cheers, m- bro. much as possible. Uh, we're gearing up for our 100th episode. Holy fuck. I know, dude. It's going to be crazy. 100. 100. You hear that? 100. 100. We want to thank everybody for listening to these shows. We do appreciate it. Please share and repost on SoundCloud. You can hear us on iTunes, Google Play, and all the other places that you find podcasts. Go listen to all the shows on the Disease Network. Um, that just happened. Uh, Dosh Drunks, Something Gate, The Badge Dialogues, Hookahing Up, and of hookah, course, huh? yeah, dude, it's a great show. David Merkel and Adam, they do a great show while they smoke a hookah the entire time and just talk about nerd shit. Nice. It's pretty awesome. Um, for Brennan, this is Nick. Peace out, motherfuckers. Go get a disease, everybody. Later. Okay, we'll be right up. We'll be right up. Go upstairs. <laughs> you gotta go upstairs, sweetie. Uh oh. We are now at the bathroom break. <laughs> you know, that is a good time to take a bathroom break. Nick, just keep singing. YouTube and SoundCloud and everybody else has really, really come down on putting copyrighted material in any form on podcasts, our videos, our even Facebook. So let this be a lesson to all you podcasters out there. If you're going to put music on your stuff, make sure it's an original recording, such as me singing the Spanish Flea song like this. <laughs> Nobody's gonna listen to this shit anyway. <laughs>